0: (laughs) you have something i'm a little nervous by this all right really quick i'm gonna hold it though i love it when jesus is there with us because sometimes jesus is there with us yay (laughs) oh amber i love you all right guys well i hope that stirred your heart Because I loved camp because God moved at all three very in every kid's life exactly where they needed it. And let me just tell you, there was such a passion for the Lord. Um, I, I would say that even at high school camp, I just wish you guys would have seen it. The passion that these young people have. And I think we all know this, right? This generation that we just met, they're very passionate about things. Like they are passionate. And I even talked on Thursday, and I'm going to share a little bit what I shared on Thursday with them at the morning chapel. is how they have this passion inside of them. And if they take that passion and, and they all are on board for Jesus, man, they're going to change this world. But when I, I felt like I needed to talk to you about passion this morning because I felt the Lord said this to me. He said, yeah, the young people have passion, but I feel like the older generation lost their passion. And today I want to talk about how do we, how do we have a passion for the Lord? What is our passion in life? Uh, so for me, I gave my life to Jesus when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, since then, uh, it's been amazing. The Lord has grown me a lot. But even when I gave my life to the Lord as a sophomore in high school, I didn't hand over everything. It was like I believe in you, Jesus. But my passions were still in other places. It was in sports, it was all these things. I never focused on God. And I, every everything that was in me wanted to focus on something else. And then God was right there and and it was really a transformational process. And I remember the Lord saying early on in my life, he said this, he said, I will take you as far as you'll surrender to me. When I when I give my life to Him. And that He said, I'll take you as far as you'll surrender. And, that, and what he was speaking to me, even at a young age, is the more I give up what I want, the more I give up my desires, the more I align my passions with his, the more he'll do things through me and in me. And I think that's for all of us. That You need to hear this. So the Lord will take an empty vessel, what, what Riley just said, the empty vessel. He'll use that. And so I think part of that surrender is in your passions. And I think we can see a lot of passions in different areas in this world. And these are good. Some of these are good things. But when I'm talking about passion, I'm talking about what drives you. What is your source? Now, I think we all know that even quiet people. How many of you in here would say I'm a quiet person and I don't talk a lot? All right. And that's OK. That's the way the Lord made you. But I guarantee there is one subject that if I bring up, you will not stop talking about it. I know this because I know Grace Nagy and she will not talk. But if I bring up some things, she will talk. (laughs) And I know this because that is, that is what we have. And and those things I would say are our passions, right? Some of us in here are passionate about a lot of different things about the books, artists, uh, music, um, social media. Uh, Some of us in here are passionate about politics. Some of us are passionate. and some of these things can be good, but are they the driving source of your life? And what I want us to think about, are these godly passions or are they misplaced passions? And that, that you would take, what are your passions about in life? Are they are they from the Lord? Do they align with what the Lord's asking you to be passionate about? Or is, are they misplaced? Right? So I have kind of an analogy here. So... In baseball, there's two types of stances in pitching, okay? There's the, there's the uh, stretch, right? So if there's, like, runners on, they do a stretch, and then there's a wind-up, so they're, they're facing like this. And so when you're pitching in baseball, it's really important. You, got, you step off the mat, you do this, you lift your leg. And then this next step is really important. Where you take your leg is really important because if I step towards the plate and do this, it's going to be in line of the plate where I step. But if I go like this... And then I, even if my arm's trying to go this way and I'm stepping this way, where do you think the ball is going to go? It's going to go this way. And what I mean by that is your passions will drive your life. Even if you're trying to follow Jesus, you're like, okay, I'm going, going. But if your driving force is taking you off path, you're gonna, you're gonna be misaligned. You're gonna be going off the mark. And Jesus is saying you need to align your passions, align your desires, align with Me. Because if you take a step off, even if you're doing all the rest of the things right. You're going to naturally go that way. So what are you following? <laughs> what, is, what, what gets you up in the morning? What are your heart passions? Is it for Jesus? Is it for the Lord? Is the Lord your number one? Is the Lord the center of your life or is he just a part of your life? Because if he's the center of your life, everything, everything comes from it. But if he's just a part of your life, then yeah, you're going to be taken to and fro from whatever drives you in life. And so this morning I want to talk about three points. And then we're going to get you a potluck, okay? Um, so, but first I want to read this scripture, Matthew 6:21. It says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So kind of just what I said, what's really important in your life, what your treasure is, what you take value in, in this world, your heart's going to go that way. You're going to step that way. And so really, I can't tell you in here, and I'm, it's not my job to tell you in here, is your heart in the right place? Are you chasing after the right thing? Is your passion aligned with him? I can't do that. But what I can do is every day I have to wake up and say, Jesus, am I following the right thing? Is my heart in the right place? Is my my treasure in the right thing? Because that's where my heart's going to be. It says it in your word. And I want my heart to be fully for the Lord. I want my heart to be fully for Jesus. So maybe before I even get started, take an inventory of your heart. Only you can do it. And ask the Holy Spirit, where's my heart this morning? What am I chasing after? What's important to me right now? Is it you, Jesus, or is it other things? Because we have to remember this, that you are more of a spiritual being than you are a physical being. Do you know that? You're more spiritual than you are physical. But a lot of the passions and things we chase after in life, they're all physical. But why are we so focused on the physical when we're more spiritual? We should be caring more about the spiritual part of us that Jesus has inside of us, about the Lord. Our relationship with the Lord is more important than anything else. Everything else will fade. Everything else will fade. So we need to take our mind off the physical and say, okay, I'm following what's important. Eternity with you, Jesus. That is what's important. So I have kind of three points. There's a lot of things where I feel like the Lord could could he could speak into this, but what should we be passionate about? What is the Lord telling us to be passionate about? And I have these three things that I, I, that I think it lines up with where we need to go. So the first one, be passionate about being holy, about being holy. So. I'm going to read this verse. It says that you may be, uh, uh, Philippians 2.15, it says that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. So I, I had this about, even this year, I remember in January I was talking to Pastor Jan and Jesse and the Lord really spoke to me and I, and I was like, I want to live, I want to be the healthiest leader in every aspect of my life. Because I want to follow Jesus because I, he's my passion. And if he's really my passion, then I want to obey him with every aspect of my life. That means I want to stop doing things that I've been maybe been doing for a long time. i I stopped doing certain things that I thought were fine, but maybe in my heart I was like, but maybe this is what the Lord has for me. That I don't know if you noticed, but I got healthy. <laughs> I've been trying to lose it because I was, and it's not, and I've tried to take diets for a long time, but I was in the Lord and I was like, Lord, I want to be healthy so you can use me for as long as you need to. And that's and that really helped me guys that mindset because for my life I said I want to be holy God. I want to live my life according to you Which means I had to stop doing some things even though I think it's fine It's not that big of an issue But I had to stop because I was passionate about following Jesus and Jesus wants me to be holy for he is holy And we're going to mess up. We're not going to be perfect but If if we really love Jesus, don't you want to obey him? Some of us, you know you're doing things that is not what the Lord is asking you to do, and you've just been doing it for a long time. Some of you in here, you're like still getting drunk. I'm like, why are you doing that? The Lord tells us not to do that. The Lord tells us to live holy. And, yeah, we mess up, and, and there's grace, and there's forgiveness, but the Lord is asking us to be set apart. And I want to be passionate about being set apart. And I saw a generation this last week that says, Lord, I want to be holy and set apart, that we want to be different. And and for us no matter how old you are to say lord how do i be how do i live holy how do i live a holy life before you the second thing be passionate about the presence of god and this is what i saw more than ever at camp is that this generation turned their passion and they said i'm desperate for jesus i am desperate for jesus at high school camp and at middle school camp, I saw, I didn't go to kids' camp. But I'm sure it was the same way. There was always those kids who just never left the chapel. They were just sitting there at his feet. Saying, I don't want to leave this. I don't want to leave his presence. Now, the Lord is with them wherever they go. But they knew that in that moment, the Lord was speaking, and they did not want to leave. I'm going to read this this scripture to you. It it's comes out of Exodus 33. It says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out in the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to their tents, watching Moses as he entered, entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. Well, the Lord spoke to Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshiped, each at their entrance of their tent. Now, verse 11, it says, The Lord would speak to Moses face-to-face as he would speak to a friend. Then Moses returned to the camp, but his young age, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. So we know this, that that back in the Old Testament, the tent was his presence, right? People had to go into there to meet with the Lord. That the Lord's presence wasn't inside people, that it was a physical location. And, and Moses and Joshua, son of Nun, were there at the tent. And Moses leaves. He meets him face-to-face, just personal, which... I hope we're doing that with the Lord. We're talking to the Lord face-to-face because that is what's inside of us right now. Like You can meet, talk to the Lord like he's a friend. But I want you to notice that, what Joshua did. Moses left, everyone left, but Joshua stayed on his face. Because Joshua, and if you know Joshua in the Bible, he was a great leader. You know what I think made him a great leader? Because he was hungry and he was desperate for the presence of God. And that's what we need to be passionate about. Are, are you just, are you, if you're thinking that this one Sunday church or youth group is going to satisfy your desire for, passion, for, for God's presence, you're not passionate about it. Because if you're passionate about it, that means every single day I need to come before the Lord and say, God, you are my first, my, my, my center of my life. I need you. I need you to speak to me. I need you to fill me every day. Lord, I need to read your Bible because I need to know what you're saying. Like You are so important to me. You are the passion of my life. And so I ask you that question. If Jesus is the passion of your life, wouldn't you want to spend time with him? Wouldn't you want to seek his face? Wouldn't you want to do that? Because if you are passionate about something, you'll prioritize it. If you're really, truly passionate about Jesus, and I think a lot of us in here would probably say, yeah, I'm passionate about Jesus, but do you prioritize spending time with the Lord? And I'm talking to myself, but I'm seeing a generation that's like, yeah, I want to do that. I, in free time, I, I was so, oh, so funny. A free time, you expect the kids all to go play. But I had a group of our girls and, and other churches that they were reading their Bible during free time. Like, that's what they wanted to do. And I'm like, that is a generation who wants to be passionate about just seeking the Lord and what he wants to say to us. And that for us, who maybe been following Jesus for a long time, maybe our passion for being in his presence has dwindled a little bit. And maybe it's time this morning to say, okay, Jesus, I, I want to be passionately following you again. I need to refocus and realign what you want me to do. The last thing, uh, be passionate about the lost. Luke 153 through 7, it says, Then Jesus told them this, this parable. Suppose one of you had 100 sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need to repent. This is so important (laughs) that if we are passionate about Jesus means if you say you're passionate about Jesus, means you have to be passionate about the lost because that's who Jesus wants us to be passionate for. (laughs) Like Jesus heart is for the one who doesn't know him and Jesus loves you. And Jesus wants you to be passionately Him with him face-to-face. He wants to fill you. But you know what he also wants to do? He wants you to get your mind off yourself and focus on other people. That's what I love about Makanalani. She, she has a heart for the people who don't know Jesus. And that is a passion of the Lord. She's aligned with the passion of the Lord. And all of us in this room, we need to ask ourselves, are we just caring about me, myself, and I? Or are we really, like, if we're in line with what Jesus wants us to do, that we need to be, get passionate about finding the lost sheep. And so what are we doing as a church to be, to be reaching those who don't know Jesus? Because that is his heart. And if all of us, and I told this next generation, and this is so true, if all of them get uh, this passion and desire for Jesus, that means they're going to reach thousands of people for Jesus because that aligns with each other. And so for you in this room, if you have a real passion for Jesus, it means you're going to go out and you're going to speak Jesus to people who don't know him. That's just natural. And so for our lives, if you're like, hey, I don't really talk to people about Jesus. Then ask the Lord, this is a great day to ask the Lord, Lord, help me find the passion and love for people who don't know. And I'm going to be honest here. That's not my first instinct. It's just not. It's not my first instinct to care about others. And I think it's hard because that's terrible. <laughs> and we live in America, and, and that's, it's, it's so easy to just think about what I need. But when I slow down, I have to say, Lord, give me a heart for those who don't know you. Let it burn. Let it, let it be just a burning fire that I just, I, I love seeing people come alive in Jesus. That's why I do camps. That's why I do what I do. That's why I do young people. Because I love it when young people come alive in Jesus for the first time. I love it. I'm addicted to it. And that is what the Lord wants us all to do. Wherever you are. And that's going to look different for all of us in the context that you're in. Whatever you're working at, wherever you're going. You all are in different fields and different places. But if you're passionately following Jesus, that means you passionately love finding lost sheep and bringing them back to him that's what that's what that means that we're we're trying to we' we're align ourselves with Jesus' heart Now we know he does all the transformation right we don't we don't do that but we can be, play a part in it so as I close I, I want to read this last scripture to you um, and then band you can come back up here um, so mark one sixteen through eighteen. It says, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, his brother Andrew, throwing a net into the water. For they fished for a living. Jesus called them out and said, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. So I know a lot of us have heard this before, this, this part of the Bible. But I just want to kind of explain in my context, when I first became a Christian, and then when the Lord was saying, I'll t- I'll su- as more as you surrender, I'll, I'll do in your life, the more you surrender. And because my passions were not aligned with his. I followed Jesus, but my passion wasn't with Jesus. And I remember, and I, I as I was, I was going through the scripture when studying, I, I just had this picture of me, a little sophomore in high school, and maybe some of us in here, you've you, you can revert back to this, but I was sitting there, I was fishing, I was doing what I was doing in the world, and Jesus comes in and says, hey, like, I'm here, believe in me. All like, right, cool, yeah, I believe in you, and I stay and keep fishing. <laughs> I keep doing what I want to do. I keep, living, I keep living the passionate life I want, I want to chase after, what I want to chase after, but yeah, Jesus, you can be a part of my life, this is great, and I just sit there fishing. What did, what did they do? They dropped it, and they followed him. Do you know how much they left behind? They left everything behind. They, 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 they were like, Jesus, you're everything. We follow after you. We drop everything else and we follow after you. But when I became a Christian, I held on to that fishing rod for a long time. And even when I let go, there's still times in my life I want to come back and grab that fishing pole again. And the Lord is saying, no, remember what's important. And what's important is me. What's important is how I transformed your life. What's important is I can do so much more in you and through you than you ever asked or imagined according to your power that is at work within us. That is what's important. And so some of us in here today, we've been holding a fishing pole and not following Jesus. You say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but you haven't been passionately following Jesus. And today you need to say, okay, I'm dropping my fishing pole and I'm following Jesus again. And, you know, I have to do this a lot in my life. I have to do it a lot. And I really hope none of us are in here are like, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I don't, I don't care. I have to do this a lot in my life to take an inventory of your heart. No one else can do this right now and say, Holy Spirit, convict me if I'm still holding on to things I shouldn't be holding on to. If I'm not following you passionately like you're asking me to do. And some of us in here today need to be passionately saying, okay, I'm dropping that fishing pole and I'm running after you. Amen. Would you guys stand with me? As we close, we're going to eat potluck, and we're going to have a lot of fun after service. Hopefully you stay and meet someone. You should talk to some of these youth. They'll be... they'll. You're like, please don't talk to me. But (laughs) I should have said that. But you should. They're awesome. They're amazing people. And you would be so encouraged by their faith in Jesus. But I want to do this say, As we close in worship, I just want to pray for us that we would live passionately for Jesus. You know what that passion should come out is? That we should worship with passion because Jesus is real and we love Jesus. And if you can passionately talk about taxes or politics, then you should more passionately praise the name of Jesus. That's what I'm saying. Some of you in here cheer for for a politician more than you cheer for Jesus. And I'm like, that's not passion. That's not what the Lord wants you to do. If you could praise the name of Jesus way louder than anything else in this world. And that's what we should be doing today. All right, so let's finish with this song. Well, Jesus, I just thank you. I just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Lord, I thank you for the passion of this next generation. Lord, I thank you for camp. Lord, what you did in these kids' lives, Lord, I pray that it would stick. I pray that it would be sticky. I pray that it would be foundational. Lord, I pray that no kid would stray away, that what you spoke and what you said would be f- like cemented in their minds, Lord, that it would not be moved, that the enemy would have no footholds to take it away. And Lord, I pray for us in here, maybe you've been Christians for a long time, that Lord, maybe some of us need to drop that pole again and say, Jesus, my passion is for you. And today, Jesus, I think we all need to say, Lord, again, whether you're a Christian here for a long time, a new Christian, Jesus, you are the center. You are not a part of my life. Our passion is to follow you with everything we have. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen.